And I'm a. Wait, did you just say you were Daniel? Yeah, I'm Daniel, and you're listening to Scenes from a Marriage, a movie podcast in which we, as a married couple, watch movies. What are you and- doing? You're not Daniel. Of course I am. You can't be Daniel. Why not? Well, because I am. I, I think the listeners are going to know the difference. Is that so? Yes, that's so. You're doing like a ridiculous man voice, but like it's still kind of high. And is, is that an accent? That's just how you, I mean, I sound. Okay. Well, if you're going to be Daniel, then I'm going to be Amanda. Okay. That's silly, babe. I don't really know how to say why I like things. I just like to spoil the endings of movies for everyone. Hey, I don't. Well, well, I hog the mic and I like to list how many directors I know so people will think I'm smart. Okay. You know what? You, you want to do my part? You, you can do my part. Listeners, I would like everyone to be aware that for the duration of today's episode, she's the man. But at this school, everyone's got a secret. Duke wants Olivia. Do you like cheese? Who wants Sebastian. Isn't he cute? How you doing, babe? Who is really Viola, whose brother is dating Monique. So she hates Olivia, who's dating Duke, to make Sebastian jealous. What does your heart tell you? Huh? Which one would you rather see naked? Who is really Viola getting jealous because she wants Duke, who thinks she's a guy. Okay, okay. Um. And this is where it gets really complicated. Excuse me, doofus. Oh boy. Sexual tension, male-female dynamics. Ah! All part of the high school experience. Ah! Love is pain. I hate high school. Is it just me or does this soccer game have more nudity than most? So we are doing She's the Man on today's <laughs> podcast. That was a little confusing up front, maybe uh, for those who, uh, those who, if you're turning in for the first time, then I apologize. This was a bad first podcast to listen to. Go back and do <laughs> one of the other I ones. I was very convincing as a man. Duh. Okay. Hey, <laughs> it's right there in your name. <laughs> well, I would say potentially you were more convincing than Amanda Bynes mm. in 2006's She's the Man. <laughs> really? The first Amanda movie, the first real Amanda movie that we're doing in quite a while, actually. We've, we've spent a lot of episodes, I feel like, on kind of doing series. Wow, and I definitely like thought you were talking about Amanda Bynes movie, and I was like, hmm. we've done another Amanda movie? Okay, this is going to get confusing. It might get confusing. We may have to call her something else, like a Sebastian, bee? maybe? Call her Sebastian, yeah. We should call her Viola. Yeah, well, that is... That is well, certain. okay, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot... There's too many Amandas already in this episode. So, we want to talk about this, and I guess we'll just dive right into it. This was a movie that I think every time, you know, kind of like High School Musical or one of those, every time it comes up, then I say, I haven't seen it. And you say, you've never seen She's the Man. <laughs> yeah. So what's your history with this movie? Why are we talking about it? Um, well, because this was like the movie that everyone loved. Okay, everyone, as in girls. Um, I don't remember when I saw it. Okay, well, let's see. It came out in 2006. So I would have been, let's see. I graduated high school in 2009, so I would have been... And Chelsea was born in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, seriously, how old would I have been in 2006? You do the math, because I can't think of things. If you're looking for math, you've got the wrong brain. guy. That's my excuse. Wait, um, if you were born in 1991, yeah, right, then in 2001, you would have been... <laughs> I don't know. 10 years old, Ten. so 15. I would have been 15, so I would have been in, I would have been a freshman, right? Because don't freshmen learn how to drive at like 15 or something? 
I think I would have been a freshman. <laughs> it's possible. If you, if you, I don't know. I, so I started high school at 14 and I would have been a freshman at the, I would have been 15 at the end of my freshman year. So possibly. Yes. Okay. So we'll just say freshman anyway. But I feel like when I was in high school, then that's when it was probably popular. Um, that seems right. It is after all a high school movie. Is it not? Yeah, it or is, is she? She's not a. She's not in college, right? It's, it's a, no, it's, it's a high, high school, school team. It's like okay. a weird, like prep school thing. That's that is weird because it's like it feels a little bit like a college movie because it's like she boarding goes, school. She's like on a dorm. It feels like yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, I I got some hints from you saying she was not very convincing. I was gonna ask, did you think that she was? Wait, do I need to explain the plot? We'll get there. I just wanted to see <laughs> again how how you kind of came to this and what like what it means to you or what is your well i mean i i guess like as a well okay i felt like all the girls back in the day like played soccer or it's like if you were a cool girl then you played soccer so interesting of course i was a cool girl just of kidding course. um i've always thought of you that way actually i was i did play soccer my freshman was it my my freshman through uh junior year maybe or maybe senior. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I was on the soccer team, but I wasn't very great. Um, so I was not like Amanda Bynes' character. So you didn't have ambitions of crashing the biggest soccer team in the league or anything like that? No, no. Which, you played soccer too. I did, yeah. I also was not very good. But with you being on that team, on the guys' team, do you feel like it would be realistic for a girl to dress up and like, play, like, or like, would the guys be like, "Oh my gosh, like, that player can't, like, they they can't play." Well, let me tell you what you, you would have you would have had perhaps an easier time sneaking in on my high school soccer team than on some that I can imagine. Wait, the, why? Well, because I went to a very small high school, and everyone and, looked like girls. Oh, just kidding. No, but. So the, the, the varsity team was not high school only. It was also like seventh and eighth graders. So you had some really young boys and some smaller boys on the team to begin with who maybe hadn't developed as much. Oh, like and their voices sounded like, I'm kidding. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not that. Although this also was West Virginia. So um, if there were exaggerated Southern or Appalachian mm. accents. So, and we didn't have like lockers or anything like that. Like you wouldn't have had to shower together. So you would have never had to take off your disguise, you know? So I, potentially you, I think Viola might have been more realistic if it were set at Calvary Baptist Academy in Hurricane West Virginia. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Because a lot of the other things that the obstacles that she comes up against, you know what, before we get there, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Let's back up and talk about what the movie is. So this maybe would be a good time for you to explain the plot so that those who are, because I, I, it seems weird that people who haven't seen the movie are going to listen to the episode, but sometimes that happens. So why don't you give us a, the, the rundown so we know what we're talking about? Okay. I was going to say, I don't know who out there has not seen this movie. Well, clearly I had just you. recently. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, let's see if I can do this. I feel like I haven't done this in a while. We we have kind of lost that, and I, I hate that, because this is one of my favorite segments. Oh, babe, thanks. Um, okay, let's see. So, I have to explain this plot. So, this movie is about a girl who has dreams of playing on a soccer team. Um, actually, it's on her boyfriend's soccer team, which I guess they're in high school. Anyway... Um, so she is determined to play on the team and prove herself as a really good soccer player. And she, oh, so she's a twin. She has a twin brother, which we find out. And she, um, you know, does a montage to turn into a boy. And, um, I mean, (laughs) she does not turn into a boy. She, (laughs) she disguises herself as a boy. A little bit of a different movie there. Okay. Anyway, so then she is, you know, the struggle trying to trying to fit in on the soccer team. And then, um, yeah, this is harder than I thought. I, I forgot. Um, anyway, there's like this whole love triangle thing that happens. Right. Or like love square or I don't even know. There's there's a lot of people involved. 
And because there's Viola, and just I, I can help get my mind back around okay, it. So and it, her roommate Duke. Okay, Viola and her roommate Duke, who's Channing Tatum, um, and v- Viola's brother Sebastian, who is dating this girl. Um, I forgot her name. She's a blonde. This girl, whatever. I don't remember who he was dating. I remember the girl that Duke has a crush on is her name Olivia is Lennox. Olivia, and then. Yeah, so there's one, two, three, four, five, five. Anyway, maybe. Anyway, so, yeah. He, oh, there was the girl that Sebastian was dating who was kind of like a... Yeah. She was like kind of crazy, right? She was like a stuck-up girl. Okay. Anyway, so... Oh, and then there's a thing where she... Her mom wants her to be a debutante girl. Yes, right. Yeah. So, anyway... Her mom is Julie Haggerty from Airplane. <laughs> so good. So, the struggle is she's not a girly girl, and she's like, I just want to play soccer. And then um, her mom's like, you got to be a girl and stuff and things. And then um, Sebastian is all into music and stuff. So he goes to Europe or whatever. So that's very convenient for her. So anyway. Very convenient. So very convenient. And then she plays soccer and she avoids being found out. And then eventually at the end, things tend to be found out <laughs> right these things tend to come to light <laughs> that was sure that was a really bad description but anyway so then yeah and if you're listening carefully you may have noted similarities to shakespeare's 12th night yep 12th night mm-hmm. on which this is based so have you have you read that or watched the play or whatever sadly i have not i another <laughs> Another consequence of my education at Calvary Baptist, which is getting a bit of a beating on this podcast, <laughs> is that I didn't read any Shakespeare when I was like in high school, which apparently is when a lot of people do read it. I mean, I never, I don't think I read Twelfth Night, but there was like the Midsummer Night's Dream, obviously mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet, and like some other stuff. What What is the um, Pig, Pygmalion? That's not Shakespeare, is it? No, it's something else, but Oh. Well anyway, there's a lot of there's a lot of movies based on, you know, things. <laughs> there are a lot. And I was looking at this because that's an interesting, I think, kind of connection. It's interesting that they made this movie that they kept pretty much the character names are the same as Shakespeare. Oh, they did? Wait, what? Really? Viola is the name of the main character in Twelfth Night. Oh, okay. She there is a Duke. They're, oh, that's right. They uh, were, Olivia okay. is is one of the characters. So mm-hmm. these they've actually kept a lot. Sebastian, I believe. So they yeah, actually yeah. kept a lot of these straight up, and they have a lot of other nods in the movie to things from the play. For example, the restaurant that they always go to. Oh, yep, yep. Is it Cesario or something like that? Yeah, it's, yeah, the pizza place. Right, it's yeah. named after mm-hmm. one of the characters in the play. So they've lifted a lot of that from it, and they've obviously transported it into a, a modern. Yeah, there were a lot of setting. Things. But we've talked about at least one of these before, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Was based on Taming of the Shrew. And interestingly, two of the writers for She's the Man, Karen McCullough and Kirsten Smith, also wrote 10 Things I Hate About You. But they also wrote Legally Blonde, Nuh-uh. The House Bunny, and a handful of others that you might have recognized. I think Ella Enchanted is one of them. Wow. Wait, have you seen House Bunny? I haven't. Oh, guess we have to watch. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty funny, though. But there was a glut in the late 90s, early 2000s of these kind of high school Mm -hmm. or like romance comedy movies that were based on works of literature. Yeah, that's kind of cool. In case anybody's looking for some other ones, uh, John Tucker Must Die. Oh, yeah. Based on The Merry Wives of Windsor. Oh, I didn't know that. And then if we if we move away from Shakespeare, we talked about Clueless. That's based on Emma, which is uh, Jane Austen. No, your beloved Easy A. Oh, is what? Oh, oh, is is the Scarlet Letter? Correct. Mm-hmm. And not too long ago, we watched. Oh, what did you realize that Amanda Bynes was in Easy A? I did, in part because, well, this is maybe another uh, section of what we can talk about, mm-hmm. but. Uh, that was like her last movie before she gave up acting. Okay, I I looked up what like other movies she was in, and it said Fast and Furious or like Fast Seven or something like that. Really? Do you think that's accurate? Amanda Bynes? Yeah. I I don't really know. I, I, also, I, like Furious Seven or yeah, Furious Seven. 
It said 2015. Like, she was listed in there, but I was like, really? Well, well, I'll just have to check, won't I? Yeah, I'm so curious. Because I know she she had a, what is it, the conserver, conservatorship or whatever? Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Amanda Bynes. It's hard to talk about this movie without yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about her because she's really the centerpiece and it's kind of built around her comic talents. Yeah, I am curious. Did, did you, were you like a fan of hers before you saw the movie, before this movie came out? I was, I was going to ask you the same question. Not like, are, were you a fan, but did you? Well, let me ask you because I feel like you have more, you were more likely the one that probably watched the Amanda show or I all did. that. Yeah, yeah. So my my history with Amanda Bynes is well, obviously we share the same name, so I liked her, and she was really goofy and <laughs> kind of weird. But um, I liked the Amanda Show. I mean, it was weird, but there were some there were some funny things, like the girls' room, um, and yeah, there were some good ones. And then all that with um, like Keenan and Kel, and right. And uh, my way into that was Good Burger. Yep. Yep. So she, yeah, she was involved in that and all that goofy stuff. But, um, I also, I watched a few of her other movies, uh, what a girl wants thousand, 2003, um, big fat liar. Do you remember that one? Did you ever see that one with Frankie Muniz? No, I didn't see that one. That was it. Oh, that was in 2002. And then, um, Sydney white 2007. That's like her being like snow white. Um, oh, okay. Or like a modern one, but, uh, yeah, because let's see, the Amanda show is in 1999 to 2002, mm-hmm. and then all that was 94 to 2020. Interesting, they went on for a while. But um, have you watched any other Amanda Bynes movies or shows? I well, I've seen Easy A. I don't even remember how much of a part she has in that. She was the like the pastor's daughter. It was like... A- but no, I, it's weird. Like, Because I, I, I remember when this movie came out and I remember seeing the advertising for it. And I feel like Amanda Bynes was somebody that I was sort of familiar with, but I don't think I've ever seen anything else that she's done. That's weird because it's like she was such a... It, it, was, it felt like there was such a Amanda phase in like the 90s. Um, you mean like specifically Bynes or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. people named Amanda? <laughs> Both. Just kidding. No, but Amanda Bynes and... um. But like her and Easy A, she wasn't like the Amanda that I knew in movies. Like she wasn't goofy. It was like she was stuck up and it just, it wasn't. She's very goofy in this one. She's, yeah, she's very goofy. I would say I like, I like this movie of hers the best out of all the other ones she's in. I mean, I love Easy A, but I don't love like her in it. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's, I mean, this is a starring vehicle for Amanda Bynes, whereas Easy yeah. A is a vehicle for Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she gets to do a lot of things here that, and again, having not been that familiar with her work before, I've seen, you, you've shown me some clips from the Amanda show, mm-hmm. for example, but she does have a really very big acting style it's in your face. Mm-hmm. It's goofy. Yeah. It's let's, you know, mug for the laugh. Let's bulge out our eyes and do the, you know, this is very <laughs> yes. kind of physical. She has lots of facial expressions. Performer, which to some extent is interesting because this role does require her to do physical transformations. Mm, yeah. That she's, you know, playing essentially two characters. So what did, what did you think of her acting? Well, in just like the acting in general in the movie. I mean, I, so it's it's not really an actor's movie, although, well, except for, again, Bynes, because she's asked to do the the dual role, but she's not asked to be convincing as a boy. She's not yeah. supposed to be. Part of the humor of the movie is the dissonance from the fact that the audience understands that she is not at all passing <laughs> for a, a, you know, a senior in high school boy. And the fact that everybody else treats it like her, like she, like they can't tell. Right. Did you, did you think this movie was dripping with cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it's, it's incredibly cheesy. I don't, I don't think it's apologizing for that fact. Like, I don't think it's trying to be, I don't think it's, uh, it, I, look, I, I grade this on a curve. This okay. is, I don't I don't put this movie up against movies that are trying to 
be something serious. This is uh, it's uh, this is a it's a goof. It's kind of more in the style of something like an Amanda show. It's essentially a, a one elongated sketch, comedy sketch, where you say, okay, play this character, and you know everybody else pretend that you know she's not obviously. A, a woman or like a, a small, like like Sebastian, quote unquote, the character that shows up in Duke's mm-hmm. dorm room mm-hmm. sounds like a 10 year old, you know I mean? Like, it's just, Oh, like her voice or Sebastian. Yeah. yeah just, she, she really does. It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> like, okay. Why? I mean, and, and the film is not at all interested in putting her in situations where she would likely be exposed. She gets out of everything super easy. Yeah. She just tells this coach who's played by, Vinny Jones, who has this real kind of like hardened look. You know, he's a guy from the guy Richie uses in movies like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just, I'm ordered to the sun. I got to, I got to wear a, a shirt instead of a skin. And he's like, okay, cool. You know, yeah, or, yeah. or like she finds ways to shower when nobody's around. And yeah. it doesn't really ask her to like try to, to try to do anything that would, that would make this work. She right. just like gets to do it because that's the conceit. Yeah. Cause it, it's not a movie that makes you feel anxious that she's going to get found out it's like you want her to get found out but she oh, oh, and, and each and each segment is another way to put her in a situation where she should be found out but of course she's not going to be and that's never it's never really in question and like i know this is a movie but like come on how convincing do you really think she was to all of those characters like there's no way that they wouldn't know that she was a girl not at all. But then that's the thing. If you, it's, you just take that, like, that's part of the, that's part of the conceit that you just swallow. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, I mean, is it any worse though than uh, Clark, nobody recognizing Clark Kent when he's not Superman? <laughs> yeah. Or No, I mean, I don't have any problem with all this because I, I enjoyed, like, I enjoyed the movie and it's just like a, it's like a good nostalgic movie. I mean, like... Me watching it again, I wasn't like, okay, so I didn't love it as much this time, obviously. Obviously? I don't know. Maybe it grew on you. What what made you... Well, it didn't because I've seen so many other movies that I like more or like I've kind of, maybe I'm becoming like you more and I am not as much into rom-coms. But this isn't really a rom-com. Well, kind of. It kind of is. Well, it's a it's a comedy and there is romance. So I think I like by it that more, definition. But it's more I would say it's more of a comedy than it is a romance. Yeah. But I think I like it more so like, okay, if I were you and I watched it now, I wouldn't be like, Oh, this is so good. The reason why right. I like it is because I watched it in high school and I liked it when it first came out. Sure. You know? And by any objective definition, it's not very good. Especially when you consider that, well, first of all, let's talk about the absolute overuse of licensed music in this film. Like, it seems like every two minutes, there's some kind of a pop punk song that you know. I is like, <laughs> love it. That's probably why I was going to ask there's you. What two you All American Rejects songs just in the last reel. That's true. Did you feel like you were playing... In your cover band the whole time. <laughs> I like the OK Go song they used, Invincible. That's a good yeah, song. But, but, the, but the point is, they're just like oh, really relying on that. It's like a, it's like a jukebox. Every time there's they did a, Barbie Girl. a new scene, there's just like yeah. press mash play on one of these songs. <laughs> true. There's nothing to its construction that lends itself to cleverness or any kind of inventive style. This is directed by a guy named Andy Fickman. And here's some of Mr. Fickman's other credits. Okay. Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Oh, goodness. Okay. Race to Witch Mountain with The Rock. Did you ever mm, see that? Mm-mm. You Again, which I believe has uh, Kristen Stewart in it. No, no, no. Ron oh, Kristen. Not Ron Kristen. Ron Kristen. Who's the girl you like from? Uh, Kristen Wake. From The Good Place. Bell. Kristen Bell. Oh, I was like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris, um, you know, Eleanor's namesake. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's not, not put that out there. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's a, a workman who is directing what is essentially a Nickelodeon movie. Well, this is better than the other ones. My point is, from a from a craft standpoint, it just barely hangs together. So, you know, if you are coming at this from 
as somebody who's trying to appreciate the art of film, there's not really much for you to hang on. But again, as I'm, as I mentioned, I do grade it on a curve. I come to this kind of thing and say, okay, well, here's what it is. And can I enjoy it for what it is? And the answer is yes. I do think there's enough stuff in here that's kind of funny and silly. Like when you saw that David Cross was in it. He was my favorite part. I I kind of figured David Cross, who is also in Arrested Development Mm -hmm. as Tobias. And I checked on this earlier. So Arrested Development uh, debuted in 2003. So it had already been on the air for a few years by the time Cross appeared in this movie. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't didn't know David Cross until watching it. I mean, well, until Arrested Development that I saw years ago. But like I saw it after She's the Man. Mm -hmm. So... So I appreciated. I did appreciate that more seeing him in it because I'm like, huh, Tobias. He he's funny, and especially the the scene near the end where he is a little mistaken in oh, yeah. in his revealing of things. Yeah, the way that he plays that is pretty funny, and so he I... he'll like stop short of finishing a sentence, and it's just I don't know. He, he he's obviously a great comic talent. Okay, did you have a favorite character? Aside from Mr. Cross, uh, who's the, what is he, like the school, the head of the school or something? Headmaster or something or whatever. He was your favorite. Yeah. I mean, probably so. I guess probably second would be Olivia Lennox. Oh, yeah. Well, then who would you say was the worst character? Uh, Maybe Eunice. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, Eunice. Or I think Sebastian's ex-girlfriend. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, she's set up to be just kind of terrible. Pretty terrible. But I was, you know, so I mean, there's an early Channing Tatum in this, young Channing Tatum. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's probably, uh, I think at the time we would have said, oh, yeah, like this is the type of movie that he's in. We would have thought that he's like on the level of this movie. I think now we know that he can do a bit more. He can do, yeah, he's done so much. Yeah. But he's pretty good as far as that goes. He gives that character some shades. Mm -hmm. And, but I I do, I I am interested in, the actress Laura Ramsey who plays Olivia Lennox because I've never seen her in anything else. Yeah. And I think she's, you know, she's uh, plays that part well. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's in the, the movie, the ruins, which is a horror movie about like plants that like, kill people. And she's in, she's in somewhere with the Sofia Coppola movie. So I'd be interested to know more about her career. I've never seen her before or since. Did you have a favorite scene? I think the best scene is the one that I already alluded to, which in which, Oh, on the field. Yeah, where they uh, he attempts to unmask Sebastian after Sebastian and Viola have switched places. What did you think about the whole? The the, the biggest laugh I think I got out of the entire movie was her dad saying, "The this this soccer game has more nudity than usual." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But what did you think about the carnival? Like how she had to change her clothes several times. Did that stress you out? I mean, not stress you out because for me, I was like. This is stupid. Like she, <laughs> she's wearing a dress, and then she's like, "I gotta go change into Sebastian's clothes." And it's like, "But why?" Like you could have been her a little bit longer. Anyway, it just like it was just no well, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the fact that obviously, she, you know, and then she goes in what the bouncy the castle, bouncy and then comes yes. out all dressed, and you know, and on the rides, and yeah, yeah. Of course, there's gotta be, yeah. No. But it that is. Kind of a classic screwball comedy farcical yeah. setup. So I I don't really mind that they did it. And the whole idea that, you know, you have to be in a kissing booth and then you <laughs> comes up and that's how he kind of falls in love with yeah. viola, right? Viola, yeah. Wait, isn't that an instrument? A viola? Yes. Is it viol is she viola or viola? Whatever they whatever it is. Anyway. I mean, like again, it, it's silly, but and madcap, but it's kind of fun. Okay, so you liked it, sure. But like, so why? I mean, actually, I guess we'll get to the end with uh, the ratings. Oh, I forgot we were doing that. That we were doing the yeah. Ratings? I forgot. We Don't worry, to- I've got some. I've got some choices for you that you. Oh, can okay, choose. good. Well, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. To, <laughs> can't wait till we get there. Um, do you remember the part where she's teaching Duke how to like have a conversation? With somebody he likes? Yeah. So I have a question for you. Go ahead. What's your favorite cheese? Because <laughs> mine's Gouda. It really is, though. 
I tell you what, I had some smoked Gouda recently. It was really good. I don't know if that's my favorite. I have to think about it. Aged Gouda for sure. You've you've probably got me to eat more cheeses in the last couple of years than I have eaten before due to You're your welcome. charcuterie boards. Yeah, which I've slowed down on since mm-hmm. motherhood. Well, a lot Dang of things have taken a backseat since yeah, that's true. motherhood. I got to get back on that horse. I like Brie a lot. I also like some some of those sharper cheeses. Mm-mm. What's the one? Oh, the, what's the one that, that uh, Eric likes? Oh, that's really good. Is it? Is it like some type of cheddar? Eric, if you're listening. Isn't it a version of like a form of Gouda us. or something? That one's really good. I might have Ro- to change Something it. with an R. Rub- Robusto. Robusto. <laughs> or it's like a Parmesan kind of. No, it is Robusto. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that one's really I good. I like some Robusto. Dang, let's go get some later, okay? Okay. I have a question for you. Okay. Are you familiar with the concept of the red text on a white background movie? What? Have we talked about this? No. There's a certain type of movie that at least for a long time and through the era of which we're talking about the early 2000s or mid 2000s, you, there was a certain type of movie that was consistently marketed with like the poster or the DVD case would have, would be essentially a white background and have big red text on it. Uh And this movie was almost always a rom-com, a chick flick or a, sometimes it would be like a, like a, a, kind of lowbrow comedy, but usually it would be like a, a romance, you know, a, the kind of movie that's marketed to moms, like a, a new in town. It, it would have Renee Zellweger in it. You know what I'm saying? Oh gosh. And so. I, would it have, um, would it have Cameron Diaz in it? Possibly. Yes. Like a, all about Mary. You're talking about like, so there's something about Mary. I'm sorry. Or perhaps <laughs> all about, Steve, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that, and all together. Those, yeah, this, this. So, but you know, this was the kind of this was the kind of movie that would again, it would be kind of anathema to maybe the anti-Daniel movie would be the 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 red text on a white background oh, movie. No. She's the man is a is a white red movie. But what I wanted to ask you is, yeah, because we no longer live in an era where the DVD reigns supreme. Mm. We now have streaming. Uh, has the red white movie? been supplanted by the 99% on Netflix recommendations movie. <laughs> <gasps> to me? Like if you, like if, if this, if this movie, if, if she's the man who showed up on Netflix, would it be like 99% for you? <sighs> you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Uh, probably. I hate to say it. I mean, cause like my, well, you know that my, my favorite shows. Well, okay. I think, I'm more, I'm, I don't like rom-coms as much as like the high school drama TV shows, like Never Have I Ever, Mm -hmm. um, or what is, what is it, uh, To All the Boys I've Loved Before or whatever. Like those TV shows are like some of my favorites. (laughs) But that's sort of in this conversation too. I mean, this is, this is is ultimately a high school movie, Yeah, but it's better than, because it's not like. I like it more for like it's funny and it's in like the drama and it feels kind of relatable. Not real, okay, not super relatable, but like maybe the characters are like down to earth or whatever. But I think, yeah, the rom coms, like, cause like, man, the Netflix like rom coms are not, they're not great. Like, no. But like, this is me, or this is coming from me, somebody who, used to like rom-coms i don't know like i really don't know if you've just opened my eyes to it i've said this countless times i'm sure but yeah but rom-coms used to be better they did used to be better and that's why i'm like is it is it true did they really used to be better? it really is true and i can tell because we've had this conversation on the show before but like we've gone back and watched some some christmas ones do you remember that like it had um, what's her name? Julia Roberts. Uh, yeah, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Niece. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about Emma Roberts. <sighs> yeah, it, or it was like something. It was like a Christmas movie, and we couldn't even finish it because it was so lame. Holiday was that the one? Yes. Yeah, that was terrible. But oh. Julia Roberts obviously was rom com queen at one point. So yeah. she was the rom com person. Yeah. And and Sandra like, Bullock. And Sandra Bullock, but I mean, Julia Roberts first. Oh, yeah. And okay. I mean, she, we went back and watched some of these, like Pretty Woman. Yeah. And 
uh, Bull Durham or mm-hmm. uh, what were some of the other ones we've Sleepless in Seattle. These movies, yeah. which again are not the kind of movies that I go out of my way to watch, mm-hmm. are leagues better than the stuff that's being dumped on our streaming services. Yeah, they definitely are. They just they just are. They're more they're more personal. They feel more constructed. They have more kind of just ideas and basic competence. Were we like more vulnerable then? When? Back in the day, in the nineties. Did or, or were we were we like hopeless romantics? I'm not saying you as in we, I'm just saying people in general. I think there was probably more optimism. We've been hardened generally since the, 2020. Well, yeah. I mean, since <laughs> since 9-11, honestly. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But, I mean, you, in the 2000s, you're still getting stuff like She's the Man. So it's not like it was, a, you know, or How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. The point is, these movies really were better. And you can go back now and look, and you can, you can, you can contrast one versus the other. So I, that's something that we've lost that I didn't even realize at the time that we were losing, was the the romance movie that was a, a real movie and was for you know all it was for adults and it was for girls and all that people are getting lazy they're just getting lazy they just want to throw it on the streaming service and yeah a lot of times i think that's what happens so um <laughs> i have a question for you go ahead okay so we know that in this movie viola and sebastian were twins right so you know a few it's a twin movie boy and girl twins but girl twins but girl twins <laughs> would i be a convincing eric <laughs> if i wore a wig and sideburns <laughs> look at me <laughs> you guys don't look that much alike okay so that's a no i'm just curious what about michael and rebecca <laughs> daniel has siblings even, even less twins. so no. <laughs> you would be a more convincing eric than uh, really you think than so? like either of them would be as the other i think okay that's that's the only twins I can. Can, I, can we do this what do you for mean? like Halloween or something this year? Can you? Guys, what do you mean? Can you guys dress as each other? No, <laughs> we have to do we have to do a family costume, babe. Eleanor has to be part of it, unless she's going to be prim or something. I would be interested in seeing that. In seeing what? If I could be Eric? Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe Addie would think that you were <laughs> you were him. I would have to. Uh, I would have to glue facial hair to my face. <laughs> they make like fake beards. <laughs> you just get the glue out. <laughs> I, w- I would have to commit. Really commit. Oh, God. Uh, so, as I mentioned, it's hard to talk about this movie without talking about Amanda Bynes. Are you aware of what happened to Amanda Bynes and why she disappeared after EZA? What do you mean? I thought like, I don't know. Didn't she do drugs or something? Yeah. Yeah, she did. What happened? Tell me. Well, so this is, I will say, not a gossip podcast. And so I don't have all... Spill the tea. I don't have all the the entire scoop. Is that what they say? Spill the tea? Memorize, yeah. Spread the tea? (laughs) (laughs) Let me sip on that tea. Spread the tea around. (laughs) Yeah. Give me that tea. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too much. Okay. <laughs> Give us the tea now. No, we but like the tea. Which I even feel bad criticizing her at all. If it, not, not that I've done that much. You're criticizing. I haven't been that hard I on her. I said I used to I haven't love. been that hard on her. Um, but, you know, she, she said that she really did not like her performance in Easy A. She hated it and she didn't want it. Uh, it's because she wasn't the Amanda Bynes that we all know and love. But I think it was... But she was doing drugs and she did a lot of... While she was a character? Well, I don't know. But oh, she, okay. she, got, she just did a lot of drugs, people know. And Isn't it funny? She played the pastor's daughter. Okay. Anyway, had sorry. a number of incidents, including an incident where she allegedly like set a fire in someone's driveway or something. Oh, didn't she do a lot of hit and runs? Wasn't that There her? was a hit and run. And there, so she wound up in the... You know, Britney Spears' position of being yeah. under a conservatorship. She didn't shave her head, though, did she? I don't think so. I'm just kidding. Okay. Sorry, Britney. Okay. But what I didn't realize, and I, you know, I just, you got to feel bad. You know, she was a child actor. Like, she was started really young. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, look, how, look how old she is in She's the Man. Look what happens to those kids. And she was already doing stuff way back. You know what I mean? Like, she couple yeah. And it does make you wonder if it's even ethical to have 
you know, have these kids starting no. so early, you know what I mean? It seems, it, you know, I don't think so. I child think labor horrible. and it is. Yeah. It, There's no way that these kids, when they're young, they're like, I want to be an actor and act like when they're like three or something. No, no, no. Come on. They're only thinking about like, the goldfish they want to eat or something. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see what. So there's no chance you're going to have a normal life. And yet, yeah. So anyway, so she ends up in this place. Not obviously, not obviously not all child actors end up in this place, but she did. And the, the story is developing even now. Oh. Like I just, I was doing some research right before we recorded this. Mm-hmm. And there are articles from this week about developments in, Amanda Bynes. What? What's going life. on? Because you know, so her conservatorship was ended in 2022. So about a year she's been, quote unquote, free, like shit to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and people have said, you know, I don't know. She was looked seemed like she was doing better from what she was posting on Instagram or whatever. But apparently, uh, a few days ago or like last week, she was like running naked down the street in Los <laughs> Angeles and Amanda. stopped a car and like called the police on herself and got herself basically like checked back into like a psychiatric hospital or something. Wow. And she's on a psychiatric hold or something, whatever they call that. So she's like, <laughs> she was to... fast and furious in her naked. Okay. That was not kind of me. I'm well, sorry. and, and this is, this is just to say that the, this, the saga of, of Amanda continues. It's sad that, you know, instead of, I don't know, aging into a different kind of role or something that she, you know, just had to kind of go this direction and who knows what all is responsible for it. But, uh, you know, you kind of look back at this era and think, oh, that was like when it seemed like she, I don't know, I mean, it seemed like she was going to be a, I don't know, like a, yeah. a, a, uh, it seems like, you know what, all of those like 90s kids, like, well, like, like the, Lindsay Lohan, Lindsay or, Lohan, the Olsen twins, even like Frankie Muniz. I don't know if you knew anything about him, but like, I don't, I don't think anything like bad happened to him, but I know that he started off and he like, didn't want to do that anymore. But then also who is, I mean, Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay look at, Culkin. look at, yep. uh, mm-hmm. Hilly Joel Osment, but he's kind of back on track now. He's doing some stuff. That, you know what? But I do wonder, okay. You know, the Olsen twins had, or have a sister. Yeah. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Who's in the Marvel movies. And, exactly. And I wonder like how early did she start? Because she seems, you know, pretty uh, normal. Or I don't know if she was a child. That's what I'm actor. saying. Like I think maybe all the spotlight was put on the twins. Sure. And maybe she was able to see that, and then later on she could be like, "Oh, I want to be an actress." But like she didn't. She wasn't forced to be, you know, a child. And I'm curious now. Did you know it's very common for twins to be cast, especially identical twins? in movies and TV. No, but be- it makes sense. Because well, usually playing one character. Yeah. Because they can get her because that way one one child doesn't have to work for that long during a day. They can switch them out. I mean, that's uh, I mean, I would say that's smart, but it's I don't like that kids are worked that hard in the acting business. That's rough. Yeah. Uh just like, you know, Lindsay Lohan and her twin. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen's first credit was in one of the only Mary Kate and Ashley movies I've seen. Oh, what How is the it? West Was Fun. She was in that? As credited as Girl in Car. Interesting. But her next role, and that was in 1994. 94. Her okay. less, next role is not until 2011 when she stars in Martha Marcy May Marlene. So she basically had her entire childhood to grow up and wow. then doing that role, you know, I mean, she's probably in her. 20s or something when she did that see well i mean it benefited her mm-hmm. wow well we went off on a tangent we really did but i i think it's fun because there's actually more i think there's more things in the atmosphere around this movie than frankly are actually in the movie mm-hmm. i mean unless you have specific things you want to talk about about the film itself no that was very interesting hearing about them yeah we didn't even talk about other cross-dressing movies oh yeah i don't know if we need to but well i mean let's see i know we didn't find there there really aren't a ton and the only one i've seen other than this is like mrs doubtfire i think right what other what other movies well i i I was thinking about here's a question Mm -hmm. could this movie be made today Ooh. 2006 was, you know, I mean, right around, you know, 15 years ago, something like that. Things were different. Could, would we be able to have a movie today in which 
Uh, the central plot is that a woman disguises herself as her brother and, you know, they, both of the kids end up proving their, proving their sex by <laughs> displaying their well, biological attributes. If it, I mean, maybe there could be a movie, but it's like, but in today's age and time, whatever, like the, it, the problem would be the fact that the guys wouldn't allow a woman on their team because that's offensive and like, or, or like, cause you know, the girl scouts, girl scouts can be in the boy scouts. Oh, right, right, right. So, so, like, you're, so yeah, you're saying that she wouldn't even, the, the, the central mechanism of the plot that she's not allowed to be on the boys team might not even occur. Because like maybe now, you know, guys can be on girls teams and vice versa or whatever. I'm sure they're right. I don't know. Girls can play football. On, sure. I mean, there's probably still a stigma that. I mean, I'm sure that most probably high schools don't have women playing on the men's team, but well, you yeah. can you could certainly see someone taking issue with that, and then there suddenly being a lawsuit or something. And they would write a letter and be like, "Well, I." But I don't think it could as easily. Just, I don't think the, the whole be... the whole basic the basic thing of that's not a boy that's a girl you know oh yeah because like is that because is, like, is, this, is this is this a is this a relic now of the past it might be honestly well because nowadays you might not even know yeah heck you could just come into my workplace and you wouldn't know who's who because everybody's got facial hair <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, when we get older, we all have hair on our face, basically. All right, I love it. I love P2 it. women's faces. Anyway, <laughs> it's true. It's fitting that this is a Shakespeare adaptation. Shakespeare did a lot of... Oh, mm-hmm. men dressing up as women. Well, in fact, that was the, that was the norm, right? That every yeah. role was played by a man, including... Mm-hmm the female roles. Mm-hmm. So you have an even, you even have more of a twist in this one because you've oh. got the character is a woman pretending to be a man. So you actually have so on stage a man pretending, pretending to be, to be a woman pretending to be a man. Hmm. How would that even work? Okay. But in that way, this is in a long lineage of stories about one sex pretending to be the other. So our little slice of 20th century movies that we thought of that kind of use a similar idea aren't by any means the you know the only ones this is a long this is a long history of, of movies that do, and and stories and and plays doing this kind of thing but the ones I thought about and and you looked up some of these as well some like it hot from 1959 the the famous Billy Wilder comedy I've never seen it uh, Tootsie from 1982 with, with in which Dustin Hoffman pretends to be an old woman. Oh, really? Older woman. Yeah. That either. That, that's is her great. name Tootsie? I don't why, think so. Why is it called Tootsie? <laughs> well, you watch the movie and you'll find out. Let me see that Tootsie roll. Okay. <laughs> uh, Yentl, in which Barbara Streisand plays a Jewish girl who pretends to be a boy to get into a school. We're all familiar, I'm sure, with Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Mulan, you mentioned. Mulan, yes, Mulan. Animation is an interesting. Be vehicle. a man. What? <laughs> yeah, right. What is it? Uh, I'll make a man out of you. Yeah, I'll make a man out of you. So good. Let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. Don't you trigger me with my, <laughs> with my song threats. Anything else you want to say about She's the Man? Mm, I feel like we covered a lot of it. Do you want to rate it? Oh, yes. Okay, I have some options for you to rate it out of. Okay, let me let me think. You can either choose tampons. Oh, right, the tampon up the nose. Tampon up the nose. Uh gouda cheese. Mhm. So it would be out of out of 5 goudas? 5 goudas, 5 tampons. Um let me think of or 5 wigs. I like the tampons better. I like the tampons as well. <laughs> Not bloody tampons. All right. How many, how many tampons up your nose? Tampons up the nose. Uh, would you give 
She's the man. You want me to start it? Okay. What, do you want me to start it? I'll start it because I don't want to be influenced. Okay. Okay. Like now or past Amanda? We just watched it, so I guess now. Okay, now. You can also tell me what past Amanda would have done. I'll tell you what Amanda Roy would say and then what Amanda Stiff would say. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I think Amanda Roy would be like, five tampons up the nose. Um, like split between the two nostrils. But then now I might I might do just one up each nostril, so two. Really? <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a that's quite that's more of a drop than I expected. I don't know it. Okay. You, were you kind of like bored by it when you were watching it? You kind of I was just drifting like, away. I was like, oh, so cheesy, like the most yeah. cheese. I don't know. Maybe should I say three? Did you did you buy? Sorry, I know this is back, uh, harkening back to a, an earlier conversation, but did you buy Olivia falling in love with Sebastian as or Viola as Sebastian? Wait, what? Did I did I buy oh her falling in love? With- yeah, because the whole thing is, is is you know Duke's in love with Olivia, but Olivia is falling in love with the only guy that's like not a guy. Like, do I think that she really didn't know she was a boy? She that she was a man. If you assume that, if we take the movie at face value, mm-hmm. you assume she doesn't know that it's a girl in in drag, right? Mm-hmm. And she, uh, but like she falls in love with this guy, with where she has all these other guys after her. Does that? Does that ring true to you? Well, the the reason why it makes sense, because she's like, I want somebody who like listens to me and who's sensitive. And obviously she's listening because she's a girl and she knows what is important to her because she feels mm. the same way. So she feels like, oh, he's relatable. And these other guys who are like, what, like meatheads, they just, you know, play sports and stuff. Sure. And they're just like after her. For, I don't know. I mean... If that was really a boy, then I could probably, well, maybe, I don't know. A boy that looks like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you had to ask the real question. I had to. No, because she looked, she still looked feminine, feminine, obviously, because she was a girl. But like, she just, and even if it wasn't that, she looked like a little boy. Yes. Like a small child. Boy. Agreed. Yeah. All right, I'll give it like two and a half. There we go. Two and a half tampons. Two supers and one <laughs> regular. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. I was, I was debating if, if, if two or three was correct because mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it just fine, honestly, when I was yeah, watching yeah. it. But I, you know, in terms of does it have any kind of cinematic or artistic value? Very little, I think. And, uh, you know, especially, I just kept thinking about, especially that last half with like all the songs, just like keep bang, bang, yeah. banging me yeah. on the head with that. Um, but it's not, so maybe, maybe two Hamilton is correct, is, the, is like the right score. Two but up the nose. Two up the nose, one in his nostril. But yep. it's, I, I feel, I feel pretty generous towards it. Like, I don't dislike the movie, really, even though I don't think it's particularly great. Like, it's got enough, you know, kind of humor and diversion in it to, and and it has, you know, having the bones as it does of a classic story, there's enough there to kind of sustain it. And so, you know, something I'm going to go back to again and again, but... Yeah, I was going to say, it it was... It did not bother me at all to watch it the one time. It was fun to watch it again, like, with you just to see your reaction, Mm -hmm. but... It's not like I'm like, oh, I want to watch this again. But you know me, I'm not like a, I'm not somebody who likes to rewatch movies like ever and ever again, even if I love them. Like, are you that type of person? Do you like to rewatch movies? Go through phases. Okay. Most of the time I seek out new movies because there's so many of them out there and I'm just constantly trying to to catch up on stuff that I've missed and, and find new things. Mm-hmm. So most of the time I seek out new movies, but I do go through phases where I just really enjoy rewatching stuff that I've seen. I think I'm kind of entering one of those phases right now, actually, because mm-hmm. we just talked about Banshee's of Sharon on the uh, last yeah. podcast. We did rewatch that. I'm yeah. glad that I did. That was good. I enjoyed it. Oh, look. Yeah, I can talk about it. I'm just kidding. So I no, could but- see, I could see myself being in a spot right now, maybe where maybe just as a comfort mm-hmm. that I would feel like maybe rewatching some stuff. But the majority of the time, no. Yeah, I I 
don't really like to rewatch movie. I mean, like maybe, I mean, obviously I'm super excited to watch Disney movies with Eleanor when she is old enough to watch them. But then she's like, probably not going to pay attention. I'm going to be like, wait, but this part, um, but yeah, I just, I, I just want to watch new things. So it's like, even though I want you to watch these movies that I watched, you know, so long ago, it's like, ah, but there's like new stuff out there we could be watching. I, I feel you. Yeah. Speaking of watching new things, let's segue into our oh. next segment that we haven't done in a while, The Nightstand, the which nightstand. is where we get a chance to talk about anything that we may not have covered on the podcast, but something that maybe you're watching or reading. It doesn't have to be a movie. Mm-hmm. Amanda, what's on your nightstand? Well, well okay. So <laughs> you know what is on my nights or what, what I watch when I watch is usually when I'm feeding Eleanor. Uh-huh. Um, when she is nursing, I, <laughs> with my earpods on, so she does not get distracted, have shows that I've watched. So most recently I have caught up on the show You with Penn Badge- Badgley. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. You caught up with me? Bagley. Badgley. <laughs> with you. Yes. Um, who is from Gossip Girl and everyone out there who is listening you've probably watched it who knows whatever anyway he's like the serial killer obsessed person with women anyway season four is out and i binged that as i was uh as i was feeding her what was i watching before that i can't remember did you have it wasn't the show about a veterinarian oh yeah all creatures okay i've got a few things all creatures great and small i love watching that i watched that when Mom and dad are watching Netflix and I can't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out mom and dad for watching people in the woods or whatever it's called. Their survival out, shows. Out, they out, like. out. Anyway. Um, but yeah, all creatures great and small. It's great. It's about um, veterinarians and it's in Yorkshire, England. Sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Jack. I haven't watched the show. Well, I, so Yorkshire is a place in England. That one's like a that one's like a happy one. Oh my gosh. I've been I've been through so many TV shows. I need to stop. Anyway, but then before that was New Amsterdam, remember? I do. That's a hospital show. I'll just give brief little things. It's old Amsterdam now. <laughs> it is old Amsterdam. I okay, so I completely watched all of that. You just call that Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> if you like Grey's Anatomy, um, you will like this even more. Well, I don't know. It doesn't have the relationships. It does have relation. Anyway, it's a great watch. New Amsterdam. Watch it. If you like hospital shows, if you like crazy, let's kill people, obsessive, watch you. Um, and then also, um, all creatures great and small. And then, <laughs> oh my gosh, I watch so much. <laughs> you don't have to talk about everything. You no, but I want selected. to. I, I won't say a lot about each of them, but I'm just saying the shows that I'm watching and they're good. Go watch them. And then my last one that I'm watching now is, help, what is it? What am I watching now? Is it, it's not Daisy Jones and the Six. No. I mean, I did watch that, but, oh, I'm sorry. How I Met Your Father. I was uh, getting caught up on that because I love Hilary Duff. Um, that, one's, that one's pretty good. If, you know, if your parents are watching Netflix, then just go to Hulu. <laughs> just kidding. Wait, wait, wait. Quick question. <laughs> yeah. Could Hillary Duff have played in She's the Man in the Amanda Bynes part? She would have been so much better. Hillary Duff is the best at everything. The end. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious. No, I really love Hillary Duff. Okay. Like, I always forget, but like, I do. Oh, we watched the Lizzie McGuire movie. Did we talk about it on here? We didn't. <gasps> Gasp. We were going to. I don't know what happened. Dang. I guess there's still time. Okay, if this you... Is, this is a better movie, so... Yeah. <gasps> okay. <laughs> <laughs> if whoever's listening to this, you know, all like two of you or whatever, if you want us to do a podcast on the Lizzie McGuire movie, then email us at... Podcast at scenesfromamarriage.com Or DM us. That means you, Tara. Just so Please don't do that because I don't want to have to watch it again. You can just remember. Anyway, sorry. Sorry I, I took over that nightstand. No, that's all right. You've got a lot of stuff on your stand. I don't really have a lot to talk about. Okay. So. Well, anyway, there's lots of those shows that are good. 
and I love them. I totally binged you. Um, it was the fourth season was whatever. I mean, it was good, but it was like, eh. Wow, I just said contrasting things. Um, I I liked New Amsterdam. That was thrilling until it. I am not caught up. Also, Working Moms, yas. We love. Okay, I love Working Moms. Do you love Working Moms? Working Moms is relatable. So funny. At times. Well, yeah, I hope all those things wouldn't be relatable. Well, it, it gets, gets it goes crazy. kind of off the rails in some places, but the there's a couple things where it's like, oh, they kind of hit us right at the time that we were experiencing that same thing. Yeah. Like the one with, the one where they can't put their toddler to sleep and he's yeah, showing up in the so kitchen. So. That's I mean, Eleanor does not show up. In the she kitchen. doesn't, but she can't walk yet. But when she does. So that one, I like that more than some of the other ones that we've tried recently. Abbott Elementary. Yeah. I mean, like it? it's not bad. It's not bad. It, it, it feels, it feels late. Yeah. It feels like the office. Well, that, that's just it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's transparently the office, but in a Philadelphia inner city high school. Right. And but I it, do like it. Yeah. It's a good enough show. I just, I think if I, had, if I, if it had come out around the time that she's the man came out, it would have been fresh. <laughs> and now it's like not as much, but it's fine. I understand. Yeah. Hey, you know what I miss? What? AP bio. Yeah. That was a good show. Did like AP Bio. Was that on Peacock? What was that on? Yeah, it is on Peacock. Yeah. There's, there's like two or three seasons on Peacock, but then the, whatever the we whatever the newest one is, we can't uh we don't well, we don't pay for Peacock, so we yeah. can't watch it. Maybe they'll like leak it out. Anyway, those are good shows. Sorry, what is on your nightstand? Not a whole lot actually. I haven't had a chance to uh, watch a ton of things, at least not that we haven't watched together, but mm-hmm. uh I'll shout out to the movie we watched last night which is called Walkabout. Oh, the, yeah. I Picked that up blind in the recent Criterion sale. So got that on Blu-ray. Looks really great. It's that this is a Nicholas Roeg movie. He's the director of Don't Look Now, who had a string of artistic successes, whether or not they were financial successes, I'm not sure, in the 70s. But this is one of his first movies, 1971. It's about a, uh, a, a young girl and her younger brother who are marooned in the Australian outback and have to survive, and in so doing, they come across a an Aboriginal boy who is on a actual walkabout, and they become uh, kind of they they become uh, a kind of surrogate family and have to uh, survive in the outback. Uh, this is a movie that is very much it is capital C cinema. It everything about it, all of the information, all of the 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 plot is in the visuals and it's in the edit. It's not in the script. It's everything else is subtextual. And it's got a dynamic editing style and composition style and it has a lot of really great animals in it. Mhm. Yep. A lot of the lizards and various things so birds. Um yeah. it, ha- it has a lot to say about the kind of dichotomy between what we consider to be civilization and what maybe we consider to be barbarism and the interactions of the like, you know, like, like rich European uh, Australians versus the Aborigines and um, kind of how that's all shaken out. But it's, it's, it's all done without any didacticism. It's all done with, uh, with pictures and with kind of illusions and making juxtapositions between things. So I thought that was uh that was a really good, mo- it's more of an art movie, but it's it, good though. Cause it was, I yeah. mean, coming or I know that we ha- we differ in taste or maybe we did in the very beginning of this podcast, but we've kind of come, or at least I have leaned more towards your side, but I, but I was worried that maybe you'd be bored by it. No, I wasn't. I actually really enjoyed it. And I, I liked that it wasn't, they didn't just like give you everything. Like you said in the script, it's like you had to pay attention and just like pick up on little things. I mean, it was, you make connections. Yeah. And then you, it was yeah. pretty obvious. I mean, it was like obvious, but it was, there was a lot of meaning in, in it. it. It was like, there were a lot of deeper meanings, but, um, I enjoyed it. So, yeah. So I enjoyed that as well. So that was, I'm looking forward to watching the other one that I bought, which was being there with Peter Sellers. I have never seen that. So uh, hopefully you check that out soon. All right. Well, that is our episode. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, if you have a, have a take on she's the man and, want to let us know about it. As Amanda mentioned earlier, you can 
email us podcast at scenesfromamirrors.com. It or doesn't just have to be about Lizzie McGuire. It does not have to be about Lizzie McGuire. And I wanted to say this because I forgot to do it in the last couple episodes and I feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank Sarah Holland who did Free. follow our request and send us a very nice email. We love uh, you, Sarah. Thank you. It's very encouraging. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we love to get feedback, you guys. Even if we don't get a whole lot, it's great to hear because it keeps us going. If you want to hear more podcasts, then give us feedback. Yeah, it's gotten to be the point in life where sitting down to do a podcast is not easy. It's not easy to find time. So we're we're, we're living off your <laughs> off your comments and your emails. Living on a prayer. And another way you can encourage us is by writing a review. What on all of the. Whatever your podcaster of choice is, we have most of them on Apple Podcasts. Um, I understand that maybe we have a few new listeners. So if, you're, oh. if you've joined us recently and feel like leaving us a review and or rating on uh, like Apple Podcasts, for example, then we would really appreciate that. Well, this has been fun. It has. Uh, all right. Well, I'm now going to take off my disguise and reveal that I was Amanda the entire time. <gasps> Gasp. Hey, and we're recording this on my birthday eve. Yeah, it'll be your birthday in less than two hours. So, happy birthday. Thanks, Amanda. I mean, thanks, Amanda. I'm just kidding. I mean, what? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I've lost track of this, so we're shutting it down. Okay. (laughs) Okay.